Good day and welcome to another episode of Ursa's Podcasts. With the American elections taking place recently and all the buzz of elections, we thought it would be fun to discuss some economic perspectives of voting behavior. Many years ago when I did my master's, I spent a lot of time researching the economics of voting behavior. Soon after, Trump started making controversial statements about immigrants, just to give you the time zone. With us today, though, is Dr. Biniam Vidasso, a fellow at URSA, and we'll be unpacking voting behavior and political preferences among South Africans. Thank you, Biniam. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for having me, Margot. I'm looking forward to hearing everything you have to say. So, so Biniam, you've been researching voting behavior in sub-Saharan Africa for some time now. What is it that initially drew you to this area of research? Okay, so uh, voting behavior, uh, that's an essential uh, part of studying democratic transformation, democratic consolidation. Um, so voting behavior is important it, it, because it, it changes, uh, it evolves as uh, uh, you know, the fundamentals of the democratic system change and it's not um only you know this change is not only limited to young democracies such as south africa and other african countries um, it's it's also important to keep an eye on voting uh, behavior in mature democracies like the united states as we have witnessed over the last uh two election cycles in the u.s i mean sometimes the these voting behaviors can't really surprise you uh, sometimes they might, they can be unpredictable, um, and yeah. So it's it's really fun studying voting behaviors because that's at the foundation of uh, democracy. It's actually democracy is primarily about voting, and we need to understand behaviors. We we are working with people, human beings, and yes. uh, behavior is is important. So. Um, so that's why uh, studying voting behavior uh, is important and that's why it's relevant for South Africa and other countries as well. Definitely and um, I think it's very relevant at the moment given what we've been seeing with this most recent election in America. So as I mentioned earlier there was a wave of anti-foreign sentiment that was prolific when President Trump was first elected in 2016. Since then, we have seen a rise in populism and patriotism in Europe and the States. How different is this in Africa? I mean, you've mentioned that we've got young democracies and there are some more mature ones, but how has this anti-foreigner sentiment affected our voting behavior here? Yeah, so that's uh, what I, we tried to, um, to look at uh, in a paper that I um co-authored with my colleague pascal uh your part who is currently working for the world bank um so well the um, because there you don't expect uh, you don't notice the the patterns of migration within africa the, you know the, what you see in the news and in the popular media is you know there's mass migrations to europe and the us uh, and you don't pay attention to the movement of uh, people within the African continent. So you don't connect uh, migration uh, to electoral uh, outcomes or to voting behavior in, 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 in the African continent. So that, that's not usually discussed uh, in the media and that's not uh, often a part of the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the debates 
around elections. Well, South Africa is, um, there, there, there is a lot of movement of people in the African continent historically and also contemporary movement of people within the African continent. Uh, but South Africa is probably the, the, you know, the foremost destination of migrants um, uh, in the African continent. So it's like the center of this catchment area uh, of the migration, the flow of migration from the, from the Southern African region, from the Great Lakes region, and uh, from the mm. Horn of Africa, and as, as far away from uh, West Africa. Yeah, we, we, that there are lots of uh, West African migrants in, in South, living in South Africa. So, and also that, that the, you know, the democratic system in South Africa is more robust um, than the uh, average African country. Uh, so you can expect um, you know, the, the, the migration to affect uh, the, the debate uh, and also the voting behavior in, uh, in a country like South Africa. Um, well, uh, the anti-foreigner sentiments um, are, um, it's, it's, it's apparent there is a pattern, there's a growing pattern, a trend of uh, anti-foreigner um, uh, sentiments in, uh, in, in, a country, in countries like South Africa. Uh, you can see that in the news, you can see that manifest itself in, in a sometimes violent uh, ways and, and you know by way of xenophobic attacks <laughs> so yeah, we were interested to look into how you know if, if it's manifesting itself in them in a violent ways um, how is it manifesting itself in in terms of uh, voting behavior because uh, you expect uh, citizens to have two avenues, a more institutionalized, the democratic avenue to express their uh, discontent uh, uh, politicians by voting. Uh, the alternative is more violent, it's uh, mm -hmm. less desirable, and that's uh, what we see in, in, a, in the case of xenophobic attacks in South Africa. So, because that's all already an issue, uh, uh, we, we were interested to look into you know, how those two um, avenues work in, in South Africa. Okay, very interesting. So could you then tell us a little bit more about how you went unpacking this? Um, what data did you use? Where did you get it? And how did you go about analyzing it? Yes. Uh, okay, so we, uh, uh, we studied uh, migration, the share of you know, migration at the municipality level. So our um, unit of analysis is uh, a municipality. Uh, so the, the um, independent variable, the main explanatory variable is the share of uh, migrants um, in uh, a municipality in South Africa. And what we were trying to explain using that is the share of the votes of the, 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 the dominant party or the incumbent party, which is the ANC, as opposed to the share of votes of the main opposition party in South Africa, which has been the DA for a number of years. Um, uh, in uh, the, the last two election cycles, so that's in 2014 uh, and 2009. Uh, so th those are the two election cycles that we um, considered. Um, 
So uh, the data, uh, the, the election data come from the election South Africa, uh, the official data, uh, and uh, we used for the share of uh, migrants in the municipality, we used uh, census data. Um, so we put together a panel data of municipalities uh, containing okay. both the, um, the share of migrants in the municipality and the share of votes of the different parties in, uh, in South Africa. Wow, that is a lot of data. And then the big question, what did you find? What were the findings? Yeah, so the findings, um, uh, so people might be surprised to, uh, to realize that on the margin, so I mean, this is a regression analysis. So um, you expect the ANC to perform well in a majority black municipalities because of its uh, historical connection to uh, the, the black South African uh, uh, section of society. Uh, so to, that's what you would expect, you know, the, the, some provinces and municipalities are ANC strongholds, uh, some uh, provinces and municipalities are opposition stronghold. Uh, uh, so that's <clears throat> what we know, that's what, that's what we expect based on uh, you know, the, the election outcomes in South Africa over the last uh, several election cycles. But at the margin, so considering all the fixed uh, characteristics of each municipality, the, you know, the, the historical, uh, the history of uh, each region of the country and the, the demographic composition of each region of the country. Once you have control for that, the effect of migration, you know, the marginal effect of migration, uh, the number of the proportion of migrants is to favor the opposition party. So that's okay. the number of, uh, that's the share of immigrants uh, in a certain municipality increases the, the, the share of vote of the ANC decreases. So that's, it hurts the, um, the electoral outcomes uh, of the, the, the incumbent party and it favors the electoral outcomes of the main opposition party, which is the DA. So that's- Interesting. That's what, what is um, in, in a way, <clears throat> may seem counterintuitive because you yeah. don't you know there is um, a significant um, number of migrants in um, in in Gauteng in, in, in Johannesburg Pretoria uh, and uh, in KwaZulu Natal in Durban area uh, and in Cape Town so you you don't really expect I mean just on on the face of it uh, you don't expect um, the number of migrants to uh, to have a negative impact on ANC's vote shares in Houting because mm. you know you, you, you expect uh, by and large Houting is a um, at, at least um, in, in the last two three elections relatively um, uh, it, it's a stronghold of it's considered to be a stronghold of the ANC it's now it's it's changing now. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's at the um, when you think of provinces, you the only province that you think has a, an opposition stronghold is the Western Cape, and that that has been the case um, uh, in 2014 and 20, 2009. Uh, but at the margin, so that's the, uh, the 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 key term is at the margin. Um, 
once you have control for everything else, the effect of you know my migration, the share of migrants in a municipality is to to favor the opposition party. Very, very interesting. So why do you think that is the case? Do you think there are other factors like the level of education or the amount of competition for jobs affecting the voting outcomes? Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, we, we show that uh, in the empirical analysis, um, that's the unemployment rate in, in the municipality increases the effect, you know, the, 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 the effects migration has on um, electoral outcomes on the vote share of the each party depends on uh, a number of things such as the unemployment rate in the municipality, um, the supply of housing, uh, the, uh, the education, the average level of education in the municipality. So it's not uh, uniform across municipalities. So uh, municipalities that have higher uh, rate of unemployment um, tend to have a stronger uh, effect of migration on the electoral outcomes of the ANC. So in other words, um, in, in, in municipalities that suffer from a high rate of unemployment, the, the ruling party uh, tends to suffer more as the number of migrants increase. So that's that's what you would expect from theory, uh, because uh, yes. uh, this uh, uh, citizens react to um, uh, migration based on you know what how that, what that means for what migration means for their uh, for uh, competition for jobs for competition for uh, public services such as uh, housing, uh, health services, education. And that's also what you see in the being discussed in the media when you, if you uh, go around um, as a city in South Africa and talk to uh, native South Africans about their uh, sentiments uh, for uh, migrants, the first thing that they may raise is, uh, you know, their competition for public housing and and, and migrants coming in to use. Um, uh, scarce resources such as health facilities, education, and all that. So that's that's um, highly intuitive, and that's what uh, data also shows. Yeah, it is natural for the unemployed to be frustrated with the incumbent party and change their voting behavior, and also to be bitter towards migrants who can supposedly be blamed for a lack of unemployment. But we have also noticed that the apathetic vote has been growing in South Africa. Does the concentration of immigrants influence the level of voter participation? The turnout, it's not, it's, the evidence is not conclusive uh, when it comes to turnout. In some of the specifications, in some of the uh, econometric specifications that we uh, uh, tested, there is a positive impact of uh, uh, migration, the share of migrants on voter, voter turnout in the municipalities, but it's not, consistent across different uh, specifications. So it's not robust to different um, uh, checks of robustness. So um, yeah, so we cannot say conclusively uh, uh, that water and migration affects water turnout uh, in one way or another. Um, but what we can say is that sometimes citizens may feel discouraged uh, 
to vote on an issue based on an issue because they don't expect the, the party, uh, in this case, the ruling party, ANC, uh, to act on their um, preferences and to, and then they, they feel like there, there's going to be no change uh, of policy, uh, no matter how, which way they, they're voting. So that's probably why people take matters into their own hands. And that's what, that's why we see violent reactions to uh, migration in some parts of the country. Yes, gosh. So this then is something I've been wondering is we've got our elections coming up next year. What then would be your advice for the incumbent party and then also for the opposition? Oh, so the incumbent party, I, um, I, I think for both the incumbent and the opposition party in South Africa, they should, uh, they should have a clear uh, policy on migration because that um, creates some level of certainty in terms of uh, in, you know, attracting skilled migration that South Africa uh, uh, badly needs. And also in terms of managing the, the flow of uh, uh, unskilled uh, migrants from other African countries. Uh, so it doesn't mean that South Africa should uh, shut its borders, uh, but the, uh, I, in, in any case, the, the lack of a clear policy is, is creating um, other avenues for citizens to express their uh, dissatisfaction and discontent. And that's not the kind of result you, you want as a government. You don't want the country to, uh, to be portrayed as a violent country. And, um, uh, and the, the, the Nate uh, um, result is negative as, as long as you're not acting on a clear policy platform. You're not uh, you know, uh, uh, creating clear policy um, documents and clear policy directions in the in, in the field of migration, uh, but at the same time, uh, it, you know the, the the discontent is manifesting itself in in a form of xenophobic attacks. Um, you're not going to benefit as a as a ruling party, uh, and that will also be counterproductive in terms of um, promoting uh, skilled attracting skilled migration and promoting small businesses which many of which are run by uh, migrants in South Africa so I, I, I think from the point of the points of view of you know uh, 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 attracting human capital and also improving the business environment the the incumbent party and also the opposition parties should have um, uh, clear honest discussion conversation on the issue of migration in South Africa Yes, definitely. And I think, like you said, you know, these, the voting behavior is constantly evolving and um, we need to pay attention to the current issues and ensure that they are addressed and that we can have the best possible outcome. Is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners today? Um, well, uh, I, I think I just wanted to emphasize that um, Yes, is the South African economy um, is not uh, in a good shape right now with the debt situation, with the, with the recession, 
Um, and it's, you know, the future, uh, the macroeconomic uh, future uh, for the economy uh, doesn't seem that too bright. Uh, so it's, it's the, the, the government should do as much as it can in, in, in terms of realizing the full potentials of the economy. And some of that potential uh, you know, lies with immigrant businesses and, and using the, the potential of the, the immigrant businesses to catalyze uh, economic activity in some parts of the country. And there's also, I, I think, social capital, human capital resources that, um, uh, that, are, that lie with, with immigrant households and immigrant business. Um, so I, I think it's paramount for the, uh, uh, for, the for, for the government and for the incumbent party to try and use that to bring that into the formal economy because most of it is now um, hidden uh, underground because of the lack of clarity in the migration status of you know most of these migrants. So it, it, it will be useful. Uh, in terms of stimulating the economy, also in terms of um, maybe changing the sentiment towards uh, migrants. If you bring them into the, the fold of the modern economy, if they can be shown to have you know, contributed uh, positively to the economy, you can change the narrative and that may, uh, that may be a win-win for both you know, the uh, native South Africans and for uh, immigrants in the country as well. Yes, definitely. And I think it would be a great opportunity to also create employment, as you said, which will definitely have second round effects and help our economy go through this transition. And um, yes. so thank you, Viniam. This has really been insightful and very topical. And um, for those of you that are interested in Viniam's research, you can look at his paper called South-South Migration and Elections, Evidence from Post-Apartheid South Africa. We've really enjoyed discussing this and um, it's something we could speak about for hours. I really appreciate having you on our podcast today. Thank you for the time and to our listeners, a big thank you. Till next time, this is your host, Margot G. Have a wonderful day.